Listening to When Christians Speak Online Talk Radio, broadcasting out of the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area. Today's voice crying out in the wilderness Prepare ye the way of the Lord. When Christians Speak is dedicated to lifting up the name of Christ Jesus and spreading the good news. Join us for our weekly broadcast His Abounding Grace with Minister Vanessa Williams. That's every Tuesday at 7 p.m. On Wednesday afternoons at 1 p.m., join Reverend Gwendolyn Dixon for the Midday Glory Prayer Line. The dial-in number is 641-715-3580. The access code is 732-499. And Wednesday nights at 7 p.m., Challenge to Change, where real transformation begins with you. That's with Pastor Paul Morgan of Chosen Generation Ministries in Richmond, Virginia. On Thursdays, live at 12 noon, join Reverend Pat Randall for Declaring the Finished Work for an hour of worship, exhortation, and prayer. Reverend Ray and friends are here on Friday nights at 7 p.m. with the joy of the Lord on Friday Night Joy. Sundays at 7 p.m., join Reverend Ray for Bread of Life for a Word in Season. And don't forget our monthly broadcast. First Mondays of every month at 7 p.m., be blessed with the teaching ministry of Apostle Shirley Jones on Lifeline. On third Mondays at 7 p.m., join Evangelist Louis McElwain for Adoration, a broadcast of worship and ministries on the mission field. Second Saturdays of the month, join Reverend Curtis, Reverend Novena, and Minister Jordana for Bold and Beautiful, a youth and young adult broadcast setting the world on fire with the love of Jesus. All broadcast times are Eastern Standard Time. Hey family, we are excited to have two new broadcasts added to the When Christians Speak Talk Radio Network. Marriage Takeover, The Body of One. Hosted by Reverend Eric and Reverend Tamika Thompson, it airs every third Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Our hosts cover a wide range of topics to help build stronger marriages. They leave nothing off the table. 
Our newest broadcast, R3, Real Life, Real Men, Real Talk, premieres Sunday, October 14th at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and will air every second Sunday of the month. Our host, Elston Green, Cleophas Malone, Antonio Mitchell, and Ray Rose will create a space by men and for men to have real conversations. It's time to be free men from false standards and the expectations of society, family, and self. So don't forget, that's every second Sunday of the month at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. R to the third power. Real life, real men, real talk. When Christian Speak Talk Radio is a non-profit ministry, we are dedicated to spreading the gospel of Jesus through our programs and special guests. We exist through the generous support of our listeners. If you are being blessed through this ministry and would like to give a love offering, go to our website and click on our donation page. Your donation will be processed through PayPal. Our prayer is that you may prosper, be in good health, even as your soul prospers. Unto the Lord, for He is good. Yes, He is good. As a 501c3 nonprofit ministry, all of your gifts are tax deductible. So go out to our website, www.whenchristianspeak.com. God bless you. Praise God and welcome to another hour of Declaring the Finished Work. This is your host, Pat Randall. Bless the Lord. O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquity, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy, who satisfies you with good so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Forget not all his benefits. Well, today on the broadcast, I am going to be re-airing Liberty in Christ Part 3. And the person who joined me for this conversation about liberty in Christ is Reverend Curtis Alston, uh, son in the Lord. Amen. Young man, glory to God with this great testimony and just a real zeal for the things of God and the love of God and the love of his people. So we start out in this this particular session with Galatians 5. In Galatians chapter 5, we talk about where it begins to talk about standing fast in this liberty. So that's how we kickstart the um, conversation today about the fact that we've already been made free. 
But now we have to stand fast in it. How do we hold on to this liberty? How do we continue to safeguard this liberty in Christ? Amen. So be blessed by this conversation on liberty in Christ with myself and Reverend Curtis Austin. So we're going to get started with prayer. So Reverend Curtis, could you start us off? Okay, hallelujah. Father God, we magnify you. We bless you, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, because you are God and God alone, Lord God. You're the one who spread out the heavens, Lord God, and cast the stars inside of the the sky, and you named each one by name, Lord God. So we know, Lord God, that you are attentive to who we are, to where we are, and where you're taking us. So today, Lord God, we pray that you would bless this radio um, show today, Lord God, that your spirit would fill every word that we speak, Lord, that you would guide our tongues, Lord God, that the listeners will be blessed, Lord God, by what they hear. Bless this time, Lord God, and continue to bless, Lord God, this ministry. We thank you, Lord God, for Reverend Pat Randall, Lord God, for all that she does, Lord God, in the kingdom of God. Lord, we just ask that you continue to just use her in a mighty way. So today, Lord God, have your way in this week, in this season, Lord God, in this time on this radio station. In Jesus' name we say, amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. So just before we came on the air... Curtis, well, I'm, I'm going to refer to him as Curtis. This is my my son in the faith. Amen. Yes, yes, Amen. yes. We were having a conversation, and we got kind of cut off because this, the broadcast was starting up. But I'd like for you to finish what you were saying and um, share that the scripture and what that evoked in your spirit when you read it. Okay, yeah, well, we was talking about Galatians chapter 5 and verse 1, and I'm, you know, quoting from the King James Version. It says, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty, which is the freedom, wherewith Christ has made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. But as I was beginning to look at this scripture and studying the scripture, and um, a lot of times when I look at stuff, and I, I go into the original language as well, and what I saw that the tense that is that in the Greek that it's in is in the present, present indicative, uh, excuse me, present imperative mood. And that only means that it's a commandment. That was the first thing that stood out to me. It was a commandment to do something in the future, but it involves continuous or repeated action. So what that brought to my mind was this, is that as the scripture, as the writer is saying, stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free, that he has already declared that we are free. No matter where you find yourself at in your relationship with God, whatever your struggles are, God's saying that you are already free. But the commandment is, is that now that you're recognizing that you're free, so it's some things that you don't do that you did last year, some things that you won't do that you did yesterday. But God is saying now, remember that it can never capture you. You can only surrender to it. So it's it's amazing when you think about that because he never asked us to do something that he hasn't empowered us to do. But it comes down to a point of perception of, of do we really believe what God has declared upon us, that he has said mm-hmm. that we are free. And it goes back to when I was thinking about when the slaves were free. When, uh, when uh, President Lincoln had gave the Emancipation Proclamation that – it was still some slaves that were in the South that didn't realize that they were really free, that they could leave the plantation and go live a life of freedom. It was other people that had to come tell them that they were free, and then some still didn't believe 
that the word was true. And that's how the enemy tries to capture us and keep us in the same stuff that we were in last year or even whatever we have struggled with in the past. So Mm -hmm. um, one of the things that I recognized about that was is that because the enemy knows that God has placed his hand upon us, even before we recognize it, it's been a part that God has placed upon us or, or a mark that he has placed upon us that the enemy recognizes. So what he mm-hmm. does is, is he tries to mar our identity before we even recognize who we really are in Christ or who God created us to be. So even when we see that um, with when we talk when we talk about Jesus himself, when Jesus himself came on the scene, when he when it was time for him to start his own ministry, that at that particular place of him being baptized by John the Baptist, first John the Baptist says when he shows up on the scene, behold. I mean, pay attention to this. This is the one I've been talking about the whole time. Behold, the Lamb of God that take away the sins of the world. So then he went to baptize Jesus, and the first thing we see after Jesus comes up out the water is God identifying who he is. He says, this this is my beloved son. You know, he says, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. So first and foremost, before he did anything, any act, any act of ministry, All he did was get baptized. God identified him to the people who he was. And the enemy hates when we start to hear how God identifies us. So he attacks our identity. Amen. 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 And, you know, I was thinking about that when you you were saying after he was baptized and he came up out of the water, how um, his father spoke his identity. Mm-hmm. And for us, it's the same thing. When we are baptized into this faith, when we come into our born-again experience, it talks about the on the scriptures, the baptism of, of death, that we were baptized into his death, into the death of Christ. And when he was resurrected, we uh, was made alive with him. So God has spoken over us. We've gone through this baptism process and coming up out of that into this new life because before we were dead, we were dead in our trespasses, and now we are alive to God. And he has spoken our identity over us, and it's found all through the scriptures Mm-hmm. Especially the New Testament I mean he speaks about who we are Actually from the very beginning Because uh, he says Let us make man in our image And exactly. so we know from the very beginning The whole plan was that We would be like him Exactly, exactly. And, and Right And so that plan has always been From the very very beginning So one of the things I wanted to also focus on, because what you said, what you just finished saying, actually talks about, is talking about the significance of renewing our minds. Mm -hmm. Uh, You want to share a little bit about that, how that process uh, um, worked out in your life and, and the challenges and the and the breakthroughs that you personally experience in in renewing your mind and breaking free of those mm-hmm. thoughts that were actually killing you. 
Right, yeah, and that's that's a, a, a definitely a, a pivotal point um, that I want to touch on. Um, for me, as as I was growing up, you know, um, I I grew up originally in Northeast DC, and you know, and then I moved to Maryland at the age of fourteen, and I you know kept going back and forth. But um, but the thing about it for me is that as I was growing up, I was also affected by abuse, you know, in physical abuse, which kind of marred my perception of myself you know my you know my it's amazing how you know when a parent in your life and you know speaking about my father wasn't a bad man at all it's just that he never had his father which never showed him how to be a father and because of his father's absence he absence he didn't know how to really love me and he hated his own self because out his own mouth he said i saw so much of you in you that i tried in me i saw so much of myself in you that i tried to beat it out of you so this kind of like messed my mind up as far as like as I was growing up as far as how I viewed myself. But the enemy knew what he was doing because he knew God had chose me. So, you know, God had broke through some times, some different times when I was like 16. He had spoke out loud to me when I was 18. He sent lightning after me. But none of those things, you know, shifted me into a direction towards him. I kept still running after the thing that was trying to destroy me. So. It came a point in my life on January 5th, 1999. A lot of stuff had happened in my life. Some people had uh, died, and I was, you know, going into prison at this time now for, with two lives, one without parole, plus 70 years at the age of 22. And I was tired. I was just tired of being tired, and, 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 I, and I knew God was drawing me. And I will never forget on January 5th, 1999 is when I got on my knees and I told the Lord, I said, Lord, I can't do it no more. And at that point, that's when he saved me and changed me. And then he began to minister to me and start telling me who I really was in him. And be, from that point on, I never looked back. I've, I've always been on fire for God. But at the same time, that's when God started to renew my mind and started to show me who I was. And it the birth of fire in me, like Jeremiah said, I got a fire and I, and I cannot stay. It's like fire shut up in my bones and I cannot stay. You know, so God began to show me how and who I was in him, which changed the direction and course of my life. But first it came from acknowledging who he was and that he was there the whole time. I didn't even realize that he was there the whole time. You know, of course he, he did miraculous things to try to touch my life and change my life prior to me entering into incarceration. But at the same time, I didn't realize that he was really there the whole time. And that was the, the beginning point of when God starts to change my mind and, and the way I thought. Amen. Glory to God. Yeah, I I remember um, because I I I was also um, I grew up uh, being exposed to abuse and it was actually sexual abuse. And you know when and think when things happen to children at a young age, um, it kind of derails you for a moment for for. Well, for some people, it it could be like for the rest of their lives. I mean, they just never uh, re- regroup. But um, you know, God is, is 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 merciful, and even for people who have that challenge of of just kind of stumbling through life, that God is still with them. Mm-hmm. He is not for he has not forsaken them, no matter how many times they have stumbled. 
he is acquainted with with our sorrows and our struggles he under he understands us he came into the earth in 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 the likeness of human flesh and dwelt among us and so he he knows us and and the fact that he he always has this desire to be intimate with us so much so that he would come into this world as 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 messed up as it was he would come into this world to 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 get us but in terms of because the battlefield is the mind mm-hmm. I, I mean a lot of times we look outside at things that are happening things that people do to us circumstances that happen that um, that may not be favorable to us and we think that that's the real issue but the real issue is what's going on in our minds our thoughts and 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 I think we don't realize how much power and authority we have as 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 offspring of God and which is why he tells us that that life and death is in the power of the tongue and as a man thinketh those are scriptures from from proverbs the book of wisdom mm-hmm. and and so we um we get trapped in 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 our minds and and we react as opposed to actually um responding from a place of a of true identity. Mm-hmm. And for me personally, I had like the greatest breakthrough. I, I mean all along, um, because I, I'm considered an elder in the church, so I've been at this for a while. But mm-hmm. this 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 getting into freedom has been a process. Breaking free because what you find there's like layers of stuff. Especially the longer you've lived uh, the more layers, uh, you know, you have kind of put on as a way to kind of protect yourself, you know, from 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 people hurting you and things happening. You know, that's what we do. And the greatest, the I mean, the greatest breakthrough I had was actually like about 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. And I was standing in my bathroom, and uh, you know, I was struggling. Uh, I had I was under so much stress. I was overworked, and I felt I was underappreciated. And I, you know, I just was just struggling, and 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 just I was angry, disappointed, and so I'm rolling all of this in my mind as I'm getting ready for work and I mean I was and you know once you get on a negative spin it's just like it's like a snowball rolling down the hill you just mm-hmm. keep, it just keep growing yeah. and, and so while I'm in this in this place of, of darkness with these dark thoughts because you know dark thoughts is, is that's the darkness mm-hmm. and all of a sudden God just kind of rolled back this curtain in the spirit. It was so real. Mm-hmm. And I could see, like, they, they were like little demons that were eating on my, feeding on my negative thoughts. That I right. was given, I was giving them power. Right. They were gaining their power and their energy 
from those negative thoughts. And when I saw that, I stopped. And I started to quote the the word of God over my life. Mm -hmm. And then, then it just dissipated. And I'll never forget that experience because that's when I decided that I would be on guard that I did not want to feed the enemy because when we feed the enemy with those dark thoughts we give him the authority and power that's ours exactly, because he has exactly. no he no longer has any kind of authority or power because he was stripped of it through the cross that's right you know, and that goes back to what I was saying earlier about that scripture uh, in Galatians 5.1, that uh, the reason why a commandment is attached to it is because God wants us to know that we now have the power over the situation. And like mm-hmm. you said, you found yourself feeding what God showed you and revealed to you that you were feeding uh, or giving power to the enemy over you. And um, yeah. and, and that's, that's, that's an important factor right there because... You know, um, the, the the enemy doesn't have no power. The tem- he can bring the temptation all day. He can he can he can yeah. try and defeat us mentally, emotionally all day long. But if we realize and remember that we are who God says we are, and we have the power that God says we have, then we can choose to either say no or either surrender to what we're feeling or what we're thinking. And that's that that's how we give our power away. Um, you know, basically. Uh, uh, it, it, it just comes down to a point where, you know, of course we're constantly being free because sanctification is never over until we reach heaven. God is constantly making us free each and every day. So that liberty we should strive after every day and believe in God that today is going to be better than yesterday. Even if you yes. stumble or slip or fall, and even like even if you make a mistake, this is the other thing that I want to say about um, being free in Christ. Um, because you might make a mistake, doesn't mean that you're not free because God really has said that you're free. So God's word is true. So just because you make a mistake doesn't mean that you're not free. What it means okay. is, is that that you have still have frailties because you're in this flesh. But I never forgot it was this time where I was going through some struggles and um I would beat myself up about the struggles because you know the thing about it was is that I I, I knew that I could I could overcome this thing. But it you know I seemed to find myself trapped in it more than one time and then god had to uh come to me as i beat myself up and he says son you need to give yourself grace he says because you he says you're hard on yourself and i am on you and then he began to show me not from the point of my failure but from the point of how i got there so he got he started to show me my triggers and when you start to recognize what your weakness is first and how the enemy attacks it and then you start to recognizing your triggers because what happened was is that he started to show me that when I feel a certain way, I start listening to a certain type of music. And then when I start listening to that music, it started making me thinking about certain people. And after I started thinking about those certain people, then I started feeling that certain um, draw to whatever that sin mm-hmm. was. And um, yes. as a matter of fact, I'm just going to be transparent because I want people to understand and, and deliver because somebody might be dealing with this right now. When I was incarcerated, you know, um, at that point when I was going through that situation, you know, um, the first two things God had took from me was cussing and masturbation. That was the first two things God took from me. But, you know, as people started to dwindle out my life, you know, a loneliness set in. 
then I began to feel that loneliness. That was the feeling. So I would begin to listen to 96.3, Quiet Storm, <laughs> you know. So next thing I know, you know, I'm starting to think about, I'm listening yeah. to that music, I'm reminiscing about stuff. Then I started to think about certain people. And after I started thinking about certain people, that, and mainly it was women that I was intimate with, the next thing I know is that my hand was in my pants, and the next thing I know I had did the dance, and now I've already fallen. Right. So God mm-hmm. started to show me what my triggers were. And then once I recognized what my triggers were, I then understood how the enemy got me to that point. And then I understood how when it first starts happening, when he started using those triggers again, then those triggers didn't cause me to respond in the same way. Now, even being free, after I was delivered, you know, and, and, and coming home, you know, it was still things that the enemy tried to use against me to make me go back to some things that were familiar. Matter of fact, a friend of me and a friend of mine, I actually just came, um, got back in contact with her through her brother, and I'm just excited about her, and maybe she's going to be on our show uh, in the future, but her name is Lanetta Grant, right? And um, Mm -hmm. she has a book called uh, Beauty After Broken, you know, and uh, me and her was just talking the other day how, you know, the enemy, and she was saying, too, she had just made um, a post not too long ago about how the enemy will cause us to go back to that familiar thing, you know, and then we start pulling old tools out the toolbox that we used to use, which causes us to be in a situation of defeatedness, and it comes from a place of brokenness. And, um, you know, very powerful woman of God, you know, very powerful story. And, uh, you know, hopefully our listeners on the station will hear her real soon. But she was, she basically, you know, was pointing out the fact of the matter is the enemy don't have no new tricks. He doesn't have new tricks. He just disguises nope. them in different That's ways. Right. So That's even right. once we have progressed in our pro- forward progress and being free, um, we have to remember that the enemy, he, won't, he doesn't have no, no new tricks. So his tricks are the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. But he disguises each one of those in different ways. The same three tricks. But he disguises mm-hmm. them in different ways. And if we get, begin to learn from how he works those things in our life, we become even more freer than we were before. Last thing I'm going to say, because I, want, I, want, I know you want to chime in, um, Jonathan Reynolds is a guy uh, I found came across this song not too long ago called Cycles. And in his song, mm-hmm. Cycles, what he says is, the devil learns from your mistakes even if you don't. Wow! Yeah, right there, I just said, wow. you know, <laughs> amen. You know, I was just like, yeah. I, I said, the devil learns from your mistakes even if you don't. So wow. that's why we have that's to, good. you know, get into the presence of God and let yeah. God determine and oh. tell us who yeah. we are, you know, because yeah. just as yeah. I said about our identity and speaking about Jesus Christ, you know, his first temptation it met him at a place where he was weak. So Mm -hmm. the enemy didn't show up on the first day. The enemy didn't show up on the second day, nor the 25th and nor the 39th day, but he showed up on the 40th day when it says that after 40 days, he was a hunger. So the first temptation Mm -hmm. comes to his identity. And it says, if thou be the son of God, make these stones and the bread. But the thing about mm-hmm. it was is that the enemy knows our frailties and that's what we have to understand. And so we all know our frailties and we if we accept them what they are and start fortifying ourselves where we are weak at, 
then he can't use them against them. Because the thing about right. Jesus, the reason why he didn't show up on the first, the, 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 the second, or the 25th, or the 39th day, but at the 40th day when he was hungry, because what he actually was doing, he wasn't tempting his deity, he was tempting his humanity. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So that's exactly right. He knows what's in you, because the scripture says, "Greater am I in you than him that's in the world." And the scripture calls him the prince of the power of the air of this world, right? So mm-hmm. the enemy already is defeated. He's a defeated foe. But at the same time, he's not going to come at you when you're at your height, when you're in your most strongest point. He's going to try to chip away at you at that place because he's really trying to attack your humanity and your weaknesses. Not so much the deity that's in you. The same with Jesus, you know. Amen, amen, amen. You know, and what the enemy is good at because he is a defeated foe in our lives as believers, as born again believers. Uh, what he ha- he what he tries to use is deception and influence. Mm-hmm. And one of the words that I heard uh, this morning. Uh, well, actually, over the past couple of days was watch and pray, and you'll find um, uh, that 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 word to for us to watch and for us to pray. It shows up uh, quite a few times in the scriptures, and I was thinking about what are we watching, mm-hmm. and what we need to be watching is we need to be watching what we are thinking. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, sometimes we just move through because you know our minds never stop. I mean, it's always. I mean, we think like thousands of thoughts in a second. I mean, can you, I mean that's faster than a computer mm-hmm. that, we, that we can process these minds that God has given us that we can process like that. And right now, I've been led to read a book that's written by this Christian scientist. She's a neuroscientist, and she's a believer. Mm-hmm. And she talks about the mind, and when you read the scientific side of it, how God has designed us, I mean, it, I mean, it is, you know, when David says, we're fearfully and wonderfully made without a doubt. Mm-hmm. You know, and science backs this up, and she's showing how science is actually supporting all of, of what the scriptures is 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 telling telling right, us. right. And um, and so we have the ability, we have the the ability always to be able to when a thought comes to our mind. That we can separate ourselves from that thought, stand back, look at that thought, assess it, and determine is this is this of God or is this from the devil or is this just my own humanity coming up with stuff, my flesh. Mm-hmm. That's we right. Can, we can we can do that. We're we're not we're not powerless when it comes to what we think. God has given us the power to determine what we think. We can cap we can take captive every thought. We can mm-hmm. do this. That's why right. the scripture tells us that that we can do that. And then the other thing is is that we need to watch the 
influences mm-hmm. that we expose ourselves to. You know, the, some of the things that we, you know, you watch or or, or just um, certain people that you're around that can influence the way you think and how you speak. You have to be watchful, and it doesn't mean that you have to separate yourself from people, but even when you're around somebody that you know has a propensity toward being negative, mm-hmm. stay away so that you're yeah. not pulled into their negativity. That's right, that's right, that's right. Because if you're not alert, you can find yourself in something that you hadn't planned on being involved in, mm-hmm. but you weren't alert. So we need to we need to watch. That is so so key. We need to set a guard because these thoughts that we think will eventually end up in our heart. Yeah, definitely, and that's true. Uh, it, it's a scripture in First uh, Corinthians, and I think it's like um, verse, chapter fifteen, but I think it's like verse thirty-four. It might be thirty-three, but it mm-hmm. says that um, be not deceived for evil communication corrupt good manners so in other Mm. words Mm -hmm. it's basically letting us know that the possibility of us being influenced in the wrong way is verse 33 be not deceived for evil communication corrupt good manners it's just letting us know that the reality of it is is that we could we think that we have an influence on other people and which we do in spurts but if we allow ourselves to be in uh in particular situations uh surroundings or what have you it can it can cause us to also be uh corrupted or defiled in a way where it hinders our forward progress and like you said it's not a i mean the bible does tell us that we are in the world but not of the world you know so we do have to be uh conscious of how we allow people access um, or, or what things we allow access to our spirit. Um, you know, I heard I heard an example one time before. An example was if I was standing on a table, will it be easier for me to pull you up off the ground or you to pull me off the table? And the reality of it is it's easier for me to be pulled off the table than for me to stand on a table and pull somebody up on it. So we have to be careful in how we allow certain things in our circle and our, in our surroundings and in our spirit, because it can uh, hinder the forward progress. And like I said, the enemy always, he disguised, he only had three tricks, three tricks, but he disguised them in different ways every time, you know, and (laughs) yeah, yeah, he's not going to come at you the same way, you know, that he might come at somebody else. And he, and if he, you know, the, even, even in Proverbs, it tells us that the, um, that that the uh, tr- that the snare is laid in the sight of the fowler in vain. So in other words, you, you know, if a hunter trying to catch a bird, he ain't gonna, he ain't gonna lay it right there in front of the bird so the bird can see him laying the trap. You know, no, he don't do that. You know, so <laughs> right. basically, you know, he's strategic in how he he does what he does because he has centuries and uh, and generations of, of, of study time. You know, so yeah. you know he 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 understands how humanity works. He understands the the propensity of humanity to go in the wrong direction because of our depravity. You know, but yet at the same time, you know, now that we are have been empowered by the Spirit of God, you know, we have the empowerment to overcome things we hadn't had the power to That's overcome it. before. That's but it first comes with the first thing of number one, like we talked about earlier, is knowing who you are in God knowing who you are in Christ. And then after you know, you have to believe that, that what God says about you is true. You know, yeah. 
I, I, I said something, I posted something not too long ago on social media, that faith is the key to your next level. You know, because mm-hmm. first and foremost, if you don't have faith in what God says he is and who and what he says he will do, then you're not going to operate in it, and our actions show that. So That's right. it's a difference between believing with God, who God, with who God says He is, and what He says He can do, and trusting that He would do that. It's a difference. I tell this story about this guy who was uh, at Niagara Falls, looking over towards Canada, and as he's standing there, he's looking at the beautiful sights and he's enjoying it. But then he looks to his right and he sees this poster on a pole. And when he sees the poster on the pole, it talks about the guy was going to cross on the uh, Niagara Falls on a tight wire, walk across. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, yeah. excited. He says, I've seen this before. I'm going to come back and see him tomorrow. So as he approaches the hill, he sees the guy and he approaches him and he says, man, you really about to do this? He says, yeah, I'm about to do this. He says, man, I believe you can do this. He says, man, you believe I can do this? He says, yeah, I believe you can do this. He says, man, I seen you do it in New York before when you did it between two skyscrapers. He says, wow, man, that's awesome, man. He said, you really believe I can do this? He said, yeah. He said, well, since you came out and you believe I really can do this, he said, I tell you what, I'm going to walk across this tight wire with a wheelbarrow. And he says, man, you really going to do that? He said, yeah, I, I'm going to do that for real. He said, man, I trust you're going to get across, man. I really trust you're going to get across. He said, you believe I trust I can get across this he, with the wheelbarrow? He was like, yeah, I, I mean, I know you can, man. I trust and believe you can do it. He said, well, I'll tell you what then. Since you believe it and you trust that I can do it, man, he said, let me take you across in the wheelbarrow. He said, oh, no, nah, brother, you ain't going to be able to do that. <laughs> 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 so... The point of the matter is, is that he believed that the guy could get across with the wheelbarrow, and he trusted he could make it. But when it came to his life and keeping him and getting him across the impossible or overcoming the the, the, the surmountable uh, task, he didn't trust yeah. that he could do it. And so it is with God sometimes that we experience defeat sometimes, and we think that that we can't trust God to help us get past that, or we don't believe that God, or we can overcome, uh, in other words. So what I want to say is, is that defeat is not determined by our circumstance. It's determined by our attitude. I'm going to say that one more time for the listeners to hear. Defeat is not determined or defined by our circumstances. It's determined and defined by our attitude. How are we approaching this? Are we approaching yeah. this in, the, in light of what God says or in light of how we feel? You know, prime mm-hmm. example uh, about, and we're talking about liberty. We're talking about what God has said belongs to you, your freedom, your blessings, your 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 next level. You know, we're talking about what God has already ordained for you. The children of Israel, they were set with the same uh, same situation. They were right at the promised land. And God tells Moses, says, choose out 12 men. From 12 tribes to spy out the land that I have all, now get this, that I have already given you. When God speaks and God has already declared something, it's already done, even we don't see the manifestation of it yet. So they go out to the land and they go spy the land out and they come back with the evidence, the fruit that's bigger than their heads and and a land that's flowing with milk and honey. But you have 10 spies that come back with an evil report because they saw giants in the land. And their declaration was is that we saw giants in the lands and we are as grasshoppers in their sights. They never had a conversation with the giants, but that they say out their own mouth that we are as grasshoppers in their sight. 
So, again, this comes back to your identity, your belief, and your trust in what God has said and already declared about you. But yet you have two spies, Joshua and Caleb. And Caleb says we are more and well able to overcome. Now, what was the difference between the ten and the two? It wasn't just that the ten was the majority and the two was the minority. The difference was was their point of views. The ten looked at the facts, because they was facts that they were stating. The ten looked at the facts by what they saw and how they felt. But the two looked at the facts in light of the truth and who they So it's important for us to approach whatever we are approaching and going into and dealing with in light of what God has already said and who he is and what God has said about us. Because that's that's where real freedom lies at. Now, you know, sometimes, yeah. like I said, because we're constantly being freed and we're constantly becoming better, people, and this is, this is, people will pay attention to your failures, but God's saying pay attention to your future. And then others will remember your history, but God's saying you talk about your destiny. Don't worry about what yesterday held. All you got to do is worry about what today holds, because today is the day that the Lord has made, and this is the day that we will rejoice and be glad therein. It's the day where God has declared that I'm free and free indeed, because whom the Son makes free is free indeed. So no matter, no more chains holding me. When the enemy tries to attack my mind and my life, then I have to remember that I'm free and I'm victorious in him. This is a process. You have to continue to remind yourself, like 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 Pat, like Reverend, like Reverend Pat just said, when that time of, of doubtful thoughts came, she had, and, and the enemy uh, was feeding off her doubtful thoughts, and God revealed to her what was going on. She said, I begin to speak the word of God over my Hallelujah. life. I begin to declare what the Lord said about me. And it's, and and that's the key right there, because when Jesus was tempted in the wilderness, when his identity was being attacked, when he was coming uh, attacked by the enemy with the same old tricks that what the, what the Lord did was he said that the word said, <laughs> that the word said. And that's how we got to declare. We got to declare what the word said, not what, what nobody else say, not how I feel, not what my, my feelings telling me, but what the word says, because that's what Amen. counts. Amen. Amen. And and spending time meditating on that truth. I mean, just meditating on the fact of what God, you know, what, what does that mean to be more than a conqueror? Mm. What's more than a conqueror? Okay, yeah. the conqueror has conquered, right? Yeah. But the scripture saying we are more than that. Amen. So Amen. We're more than that. We're more than that. We're more than a conqueror. You know yes. what I'm saying? So yes. he's saying that we are there's there's something greater than just conquering because it's like standing already in a place of victory. Mhm. Yep. That's already, right. Already in a place of of of, of victory. Because yeah. he has overcome the world for us. He is all the 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 power that needed to be exerted to overcome what the enemy had done in the garden. He did that. Yes. And now yes. we can walk in that. We can walk in we can walk in that. He has conquered. He has conquered our enemy. Conquered. 
So we are more than conquerors. Yes, that's right. That's Glory right. And so more than you conquerors. have to meditate. You know, you sometimes I just sit around thinking about that. And I, I yeah. think sometimes I sit around and I think about how amazing the world is and and just you know, like we don't even know the end to the universe. I mean, sometimes we just take things for granted. You know, the sun shining and clouds forming in in the sky and the air and and birds and how trees are growing and I mean, all of this life that's around us and it's all relational too. It's all mm-hmm. because everything is in relationship and it's depending on something else. You know, when we breathe out carbon monoxide, the, the plants and vegetation take it in and then they let out oxygen. And so there's that relationship. Mm-hmm. And that first relationship is our relationship with God. And we that's have right. to, we, that's, the, that's the relationship that we always have to fight for. Mm-hmm. We have to labor because that's the place of rest. Right. The place of rest is in God. In it's God. In God, and there is nothing that separates us now. The veil has been torn. Glory to God. We can come boldly into the throne room. Jesus. Yes. Jesus. Jesus. Amen. Yes. He's and a very present help. We don't have to be afraid. We have to be afraid of being punished because our Lord and Savior took the punishment that was meant for us. God is no longer angry at us. Hallelujah. The Amen. price has been, paid, has been more than paid. That's right. That's right. That's right. You know, when I think, when I think about it, you know, I mean, we what we have is is much more than what Adam and Eve had because of what Jesus did. Jesus opened up a whole nother realm of living. That's right. That's right. That didn't yeah. exist in the garden. He took it he took it to that he took it to a whole nother place. And yeah. there's no end. There's no end to his power and authority. And it's just it's exciting. It's exciting. But you know, our time is we got like maybe 10 minutes and so I do want to pray for the listeners today so if you could start out in uh, prayer and to pray for those who are listening today amen okay amen amen hallelujah father God we bless you we honor you we thank you Lord God because you have made us free and you free indeed Lord God we ask Lord God for those Lord God who's doubting Lord God their place in you right now that you would just take away that inadequacy Lord God and let them know that you have called them and equipped them and selected them and elected them Lord God to be who you said they are right now Lord God we rebuke every spirit of doubt Lord God we rebuke Lord God every spirit Lord God that causes us to Stay in our mess, Lord God. We rebuke yes. every spirit, Lord yes. God, of cycles, Lord God, of generational curses, Lord God. We rebuke it right now in the name of Jesus. We plead the blood, Lord God, over all the listeners and all the people that's hearing this word, Lord God, that they may understand that whom the Son sets free is free indeed, Lord God. I pray that they will begin to get their second breath and run on to see what the end going to be, Lord God. But as you said in your word, not by power, Lord God, not by might, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. So let your spirit, Lord God, in power them, Lord God, 
Let your let your power and your Shekinah glory rest upon them, Lord God. Surround them, Lord God, with your favor, Lord God, but also, Lord God, protect them as your children. Lord, I ask for those that didn't even come into the fold yet and might hear this word, that they will come to know you and the pardon of their sin, that they may feel that same liberty, that same freedom, Lord God, that only those that have the spirit of God experiences, Lord God, but let them come to you, Lord God, understanding that, Lord God, you're not asking a lot of us. You're just asking for us to believe, and that's how we get to our next level. So, Lord, as we believe you today, Lord God, we thank you, Lord God, for what you're going to do, for what you have done, and what you're promised to do. So we bless you, Lord God, and we praise you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. And now we just like to open up this moment as a time to come to Christ, a time of salvation. You may be listening, but you've never made or you've never answered the call. But he's been calling you. He's been knocking at the door of your heart. And it's a very simple thing to receive him. He has already received you. He's asking you to receive him. He has already forgiving, forgiven you. And he's asking you to receive this forgiveness that he gives. So yes. just say, Jesus, yes. come into my life. Be my Lord and Savior. I know that I am a sinner who has been forgiven of my sins, that you took those sins to the cross, nailed them, hallelujah, Yes. and you have made me free. And I accept this freedom right now, and I want you to come in and just live in my life. I receive your Holy Spirit. Yes. Hallelujah. In Christ Jesus' name, amen and amen. Glory to God. So before we get off the air, I want you to tell us about uh, the broadcast that's coming up this Saturday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Yes, please tune in. We have two young girls, two Howard grads, 26 years old, Jade and Jamaica, and they want to share their passion about their successful company, their walk with the Lord, how they partnership with the Lord in their business and their investment uh, uh, investment um, uh, business with. And they teach and they talks about the investment of money and and and, and some more. It, it's a lot of things they're going to talk about. They're dealing real estate, but it's a lot of things they're going to talk about. Uh, and so just tune in. Don't miss these young firehouses because they're going to definitely set the mic on fire because they definitely are women of God. they definitely women with vision, definitely women with understanding. And I just want you to tune in at 10 a.m., as my mother just said, Eastern Standard Time, to the bold and the beautiful and hear these young women. God bless you. Amen. Amen. And tomorrow night we've got uh, Friday Night Joy with Reverend Ray and friends. And uh, so make sure you tune in to that broadcast at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And just just, just be blessed. Uh, Reverend Ray has been um, covering some really good um, messages in the Word of God on his uh, Friday broadcast and also even on Bread of Life, that Sunday broadcast at um, 7 p.m. He's He's on first, second, and fourth Sundays 
at 7 p.m. And then there's that third, our newest broadcast, which is third Sundays at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And that's with Reverend Eric and Reverend Tamika Thompson. Amen. And uh, I, I listened to their broad, their first broadcast um, that in January. And it, it's really exciting uh, where they're going and they're talking about things that you may not get a chance to talk about in church, and they are not afraid of approaching those topics. Glory to God. Amen. So that that's really, really exciting. So I want to thank everybody again for uh, joining us uh, on this broadcast um, and continue uh, with me in this journey of liberty in Christ. God wants us to walk in the freedom that his son has died for. He died for us. He died for our freedom. Amen. And there is nothing, there is nothing, nothing that can hold us back other than our own thinking, what we think about ourselves. But praise God, he has given us dominion over what we think and what we feel. Hallelujah. He's given us dominion in this earth realm. So stand Mm. in that place that you have in Christ Jesus. Stand. Stand. Never, ever give up. I don't care how many times you fall. Just make sure you're learning. You're learning and you're moving because there's always going to be something that is going to be addressed in your life. There are things that we do even right now. I'm sure there's things that I do that I don't even recognize that it's a sin. Mm. But when the time comes, the Lord, by his Holy Spirit, he reveals these things to us. And then we can repent. And repent doesn't mean beat up on yourself and feel guilty and condemn yourself. It means to change your thinking. Yes. Change your thinking. Praise God. Is there anything else you want to say uh, with these last couple of minutes we have? I was gonna, the one thing I was going to say was is that for all the believers out there, just remember this. Uh, never define yourself by your fall. Define yourself by who you are after you get up from the fall. Because the enemy will always try to use guilt to keep you in bondage when you're already free. So just understand that freedom is yours. You possess it, walk in it, and love it. God bless you. God bless you. Okay, until next week, God bless everyone. Goodbye. Goodbye. See you Saturday.